Hello, and thanks for joining us for another Defining Marriage podcast. Every week we talk about what's happening with our lives and with marriage and everything. And joining me as always is James. I'm Matt Baum. But James, it's you. Hello. Do I hear wedding bells? I'm not sure. Do you? Things are heating up between the snowman and Mrs. King. Everyone across Westeros is so horny for the wedding of the century. Oh, whose wedding is that? And I haven't seen the new Game of Thrones yet today, so don't spoil things for me. Well, I have the dish, darling. It is the soap dish. It's brought to you by Dish TV. Oh, there's a dish in the new episode? Why didn't you? Oh, James, you, you ruined it. Jamie takes his hand off. He fists himself during some very important exposition. You I need don't to think have you're the first fisting person to fantasize that. During exposition. Oh, really? Well, I suppose so. I suppose that probably is a thing that's come up before, hasn't it? He could pass it around. Everyone could, could share in the family fun. And family fun is what it's all about. Do I hear wedding bells? Indeed, Matthew. I have cracked the code, and it's stupid. Is this a heat stroke that you're experiencing? Because I know it's very hot where you are. It's hot and I'm bothered. I'll tell you what, Seattle's on fire, darlings. Oh my goodness, it's flames, flames on the side of my face, truly, because uh, it's melted off with the heat and the fire from British Columbia, where they make the finest uh, teabag cocaine. Mm. But Matthew, I hear wedding bells. Here, I I know you don't want any spoilers, but this is a spoiler for the future. Okay. That's what you mean, like all spoilers. Bending the knee, Matthew. Yep. Has two meanings. (laughs) Okay. It has, well, if you include the boys to men song, it has multiple meanings. But bending the knee, Matthew. Sure. It can mean that you're you're making a hilarious dwarf video. It, correct. Well, then you have to bend the knees, and you you need to waddle about to and fro. I have cracked the code. I know about the wedding of the centuries. I know what it's going to be, and I'm going to throw a banana when it happens, unless it is accompanied with the boys to men song on bended knee, in which case I will eat a hat. Do you think they've had a number of musicians on Game of Thrones? Do you think they would have boys to men on the show? They better. They better. And and then, what better song to cap off the series than uh, the End of the Road song? I don't know what that is. It's every graduation. It's every middle school prom from 1993 to today. Even today, all the kids are sent out into the world with the End of the Road song. Welcome to the end of the road. Here we go. The end of the road ends in a clay. That will be the final shot of Game of Thrones. Now, which character went over the edge there? We're all, we've all been taken to the edge, baby. But what character went over it at that point? I think it's the Night King. I think that's how they're going to defeat him. They're just going to dig a hole in the road. Or will they sing him to his destruction, like in Mars Attacks or in that other fantasy where all the Martians were killed by a song? Les Miserables? Uh, Sure. That's, uh, yes, that ending, that dramatic ending with the Martians... Now that's a production I'd see. Think of the turnstile they could use. It could be a UFO. Oh my God! Le Miz set on the moon. Le Moon. Le, well, Le that's moon. like I. Perfect. I had wanted to do a reboot of Les Misérables called Le Mario Bros, where all the Les Misérables characters were recast with people from the the Mushroom Kingdom. Mm-hmm. And you poo pooed that idea. 
what I like, James, about these little conversations that we have when I when I'm able to call you is that it's a bit like just turning on a tap and like the, <laughs> the same security that, you know, when you turn on the, the kitchen sink, that water will flow. I know that when I when I you don't know that you don't know what I've you. done to the sink. Well, oh, what have you done to the sink? Never mind. Continue. Continue. That when I open a conversation with you, a stream of nonsense and um, strange imaginations will cascade upon me uh, all over my face and my body, and I'll rub what you're saying all over my skin. Matthew, Uh, I'm spilling the tea. This is tea tree oil from my uh, sebaceous Bunbury all over your mouth. I am spilling truth to power. You are the powerful uh, marmot. That was wrested from your Warren and uh, Elizabeth Warren, your lover, the the mother of dragons, loves the son of a bitch, and the marmot has come to play. That is my prophecy. So how sleepy would you say you are? I am not sleepy at all. I was, just moments ago, choking on a big glob of a <laughs> Soylent guess. mixed with coffee. The coffee was up. there to revivify me, uh. but the glob of Soylent, it was like a, it was like an oyster, uh, an, an, an erotic aphrodisiac. Oyster is the greatest aphrodisiac because it's fucking disgusting. And after the oyster, you want anything to take your mind off it. Uh, sure. And, and uh, even a Kissinger. Even a Kissinger. Oh. So, That's him when he rises from his coffin each morning. Oh, I will get that wascally wabbit. It sounds a bit like Bane. Oh, oh, wabbit man. Oh, the darkness is yours, wabbit. Sure. Uh, That's so, a Kissinger in a harness and a luchador mask chasing... Uh-huh. A cartoon rabbit into its marmot warren, where the mother of dragons meets the son of a bitch, and Olaf the snowman watches with great interest. Sure. Look, there are lots of things that happened during the Nixon administration in that White House that, that defy explanation, and that, that was one of them. Wasn't that the camp they went to? Didn't they go out to, like, a, a boys' fiddle-about camp in the woods? A boys' fiddle-about camp? I thought the Nixon friends, didn't they go out to like a camp in the woods oh, where they all jerk each other off and paddle each other and stuff? Grove. Yes, Bohemian Grove. Oh, Scaramouche, Scaramouche. Tell me all about it. What is Bohemian Grove? Uh, I, I don't know. It's a summer camp where world leaders go and um, they perform strange rituals. Like what? Uh, I don't think there's anything more um, exciting about it other than... It's. Uh, I mean, that's pretty exciting. Do they t- do they touch a glowing orb? Do they touch each other other's orbs? They have orbs down below. You know, I kind of feel like that happens every time they get together. Like, there's always mm-hmm. going to be an orb, and they just happen to be captured in a photo this last time. But mm-hmm. it, it, normally, it, well, they hide the orb ceremony. Uh, yeah, exactly. It's usually. I mean, it's usually in a grove. You can't. It's mm-hmm. hard to get to a grove from here. Sure. So, uh, where 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 are we headed with all this? All I wanted to know is whether or not you heard Wedding Bells, because I sure do. That's nice. That's And nice. that's Who's what the show bells? is about. Well, I am going to hold off on the Wedding Bells, Matthew, because once, oh, okay. once you ring those bells, you can't unring them. Is you it can't put toothpaste back in the bell. The Great. Just showering everyone with toothpaste. Is it between... Mm-hmm. You mentioned the Scarecrow and Mrs. King, who I have to... No, no, no the Snowman and I Mrs. King. I said the Snowman and Mrs. King. And, and, and I have it, to Or something like that. That you're talking about Larry King in drag. The, the most beautiful queen of them all. She just, she has questions for everyone. Yes, exactly right. And and 
no information whatsoever in her head. Yep, yep. But she loves sports. She does, and she loves feet. But Matthew, yeah, you had you did a thing yesterday. You did a thing. So you've been your travels. You've been doing things. We actually haven't spoken in two weeks. So you've done multiple mm-hmm. things. So why don't you walk me through? We skipped a week to spare people this, and now they're getting it, baby. Um, but now that they've had their fill, and you have, you don't get any more fun for the rest of this episode. Now it's time for Travel Log Corner, where mm-hmm. we back up to when we last left Matthew. And we see what he's done. What have you done to yourself? Well, here I am. I'm sitting on my travel log. And uh, yesterday was Nine Worlds, the geek and fandom convention here in London. I'm in London right now. Phantoms? Uh, Phantoms? It's geeks and phantoms. Phantoms. Fandoms. But also phantoms. Sure. Uh, Sure. Wouldn't be surprised if there were ghosts. Uh, it was a nice, it wasn't like an enormous conference, it was just, or convention, it was just, uh, you know, a good group of people all getting nerdy and wearing cosplay and talking about uh, what they like to read and and the strange uh, slash fiction that they like to write. And so I did a presentation from... Wait, what is play- slash, and not, maybe not everyone knows what slash fiction is. I mean, we, we can assume almost everyone does, but what what is a slash fiction? It's a story about Slash, the drummer. Okay, perfect. Not He's not real. the drummer. He's he's not the drummer. I thought he was the drummer. No, no, he's the he drummer is. of you two. Um, do I at least have the band right? Mm-hmm. Uh, no. Okay. He, so first I have of no all, he runs the Slash for Cash Dojo. I clearly have not been reading enough Slash fiction. Slash well, describe fiction. Me, what does what does Slash look like? <laughs> slash the drummer. I think he is okay. He has he's he's shirtless, and that's true. He's wearing cutoffs. And okay, I'll give you that. Long, what are the cutoffs made out of? Long, curly, wavy hair. Okay. And he's got a top hat. And, yeah. Uh, he has uh, sunglasses that are circles. Uh-huh. And uh, okay. I think he might have golden teeth. Or I might. Well, okay, be- so with the sunglasses, I could tell he's turning into a Muppet in oh, your mind. No, because I was just. You were turning say, him. I think he's turning into Dr. Teeth in my mind. Yeah, no, no, you were, I, I could tell with the sunglasses. All right, and now we've reached the point where he starts to become a Muppet. And he's got, his arms are kind of noodly. Yeah, and, well, that's uh, true. <laughs> uh, I think he's got like an orange nose and green skin. Yeah, also true, also true. And, and Rod's coming out of his arms. Yep, yep, Rod Stewart. Yeah, well, I mean, what the stories I've heard about that guy. Okay, so you slash fiction, stories all about him? So, slash fiction in in real life, not in my silly joke, uh, are stories <laughs> where you combine characters romantically in ways that they are not in their official telling. But as a fan, you want to see them paired together. Uh, the so, classic anyway. example being uh, Kirk and Spock. Exactly. During the time of Pon Far. Yep. So not there was to be some... confused with Jamie Far. Yep. I, I don't know who that is either. So there was some, uh, you know, it was just a, a nice convention for folks to get together and talk about their love of that sort of thing. And I did a presentation uh, about LGBT gamers. Uh, so uh, it's from our Playing With Pride project, which people can learn about at playingwithpride.com, where we talk to queer gamers about what happens when queer culture and game culture collide and how people have been able to uh, have felt uh, like they could not reconcile those two sides of their personality until they found ways that, in fact, they could, and it improved their lives and uh, changed things for the better for them. It was a a really nice presentation. I think it was the best time. I've done this presentation with you. Look at you congratulating yourself. I feel, James, 
Yeah, I congratulate you as well. I am taking my top hat off of my curly head and winking my sunglass eyes and flashing my golden teeth to salute you. Thank you. That's very nice. I did a good one. I did a good job. I feel good about it. And I saw so some people were live tweeting it. That was yep. nice. The people were engaged in live tweeting. Yes, that was very nice. I have a lot of favorable tweets. A lot of people who wanted to talk afterwards. Uh, I really did not think a lot of people were going to attend this thing because it was in the last time slot of the convention. So mm. I mean, it was like in a Saturday afternoon. I was like, everybody's just going to go home, uh, but they didn't. They came. Sunday they afternoon, right? Yeah. Did I say Saturday? Whatever. Yeah. Sunday. Okay. Whatever. And I, I just I don't know where I am in time and space. Uh-huh. So a lot of people stuck around and they wanted to talk afterwards. It was a, it was a good time. It was a good time. So I feel no, nice you were that. there you were there for other purposes as I well, also correct? Was on a panel about queer Star Trek characters. We it was extremely Dax focused. I, uh. I which I wasn't 100% prepared for. I mean, I watched the episodes, this is mm. the relevant episodes where Dax who's a character who oh, it's so complicated in Star Trekky. She has a um, she's a part of this race of creatures that is sort of immortal in that they uh, have physical bodies, uh, but they also have um, a- an additional consciousness that moves from person to person. So when the physical body is about to expire, the consciousness moves on to the next person, and every person it moves to is sort of an amalgamation of all the people it's inhabited. So we talked about what that, what, what the, the queer implications of that. It was an extremely academic panel, mm-hmm. so... Um, so there was that, and there were a lot of conversations about, um, you know, the, the, the opportunities to talk more about, uh, the mechanics of that continuity of consciousness and how it could be explored further. So I think a lot of, a lot of stories are going to grow out of the panel that we had. And then I also did a Oh, erotic stories? uh, Well, naturally. All stories are erotic, depending on how you look at them. Uh, and then I did a panel on, uh, cosplay. That was a great fun. It was uh-huh. a it was me and two other folks, and it was a recording of the uh, podcast. Oh dear, out of the box, I think is the name. And Ooh. so it was a talk about about sci fi fandom and queerness. And so mm-hmm. they had me on to talk about getting into costume, which uh, was, a, was another really fun conversation. And you'll be able to hear the uh, conversation probably in a week or two, or maybe three. I don't know. Uh, in the out of the box podcast. Very nice. So this uh, event, it was called Nine Worlds. It was in London Town. Is that correct? No, it was not out of the box. It was Box Not Included. That's ah, the podcast. Box Not Included. D- very different. You you just, you can't wait to get out of that box. I just love boxes so much. Mm. Now, uh, riddle me this, Matthew. Yeah. Uh, would you suggest people, att- it will happen next year, right? Was this a good convention? Did you like it? Was it, it a good time? It was so would nice. You- Yes. Ah. It was a real lovely thing. I mean, I wouldn't say, like, brank the bank to to fly from all over the world to this, as I have done, but I've come for a variety of purposes. Uh, But because, you know, it's not huge, and I don't think it's that different from a lot of other sci-fi and fantasy conferences, which is to say... Okay, well, then just skip it. uh, No, which is to say, it's a really wonderful time. And if you're in a position to attend, absolutely do, because... Uh, you know, it's rare that you have these opportunities to hang out with people in obscure cosplay and talk about obscure characters and go on multi-hour conversations about the characters from TV shows that you love that uh, are hard to talk to people in your normal life about. Uh, so if you find yourself in a position of being able to attend Nine Worlds next year, absolutely 100% go because it is a you fun You recommend it. Time. What's that? You recommend it. You say it was good. 
Yes, I do recommend it. It was good. It was better than good. Then there was a really nice um, uh, a, a market there for, you know, like, you know, geeky books and uh, jewelry and accessories and fun little adornments to put on your body. Uh, did so you really buy a fursuit? I did not get a fursuit, no. Did they have fursuits? I don't think I saw anyone in a fursuit. I'm, I'm like racking really? my memory, which is not so it's- good. Is fursuit not so much a thing in the UK? This I, I, I have no, no, I'm just spitballing. I have no idea. What what kinds of costumes did you see pr- primarily? Well, so the folks that I was on the panel with were Merle and Taco from the Adventure Zone. So oh. those were fun. Uh, there were a number of, um, oh, so there was multiple uh, MST3K costumes uh, a, of the new oh. MST3K. Of, uh, I forget his name. Jonah. Jonah and Kinga. Fascinating. Yes. Okay. Uh, there were, what else? There was a bunch of Doctor Who stuff. There were a lot of costumes I simply did not recognize. Um, there was definitely an Ursula, but there was also somebody Ooh. who was in, like, this long flowing dress holding an umbrella that had been made to look like clouds with little flashing green lights inside it. And I was yeah. like, I have no idea what that character is, but it's definitely a specific character. Mm. Sure. Uh, what else did I see? Uh, what else made a good impression? There were a lot of, um, not a lot, but there were a couple of, like, Renaissance-looking outfits. And again, I was mm. like, I'm just not 100% sure if you're just, like, Renaissance person or if that's a specific thing. Right. Uh, there was a Stevani, which was excellent. There was a Jareth oh. from Labyrinth. Prince um, of the Land of Stench, haha. Uh, yeah, so it was really broad. It covered a lot of different, like, clearly there were, like, characters from books. There were characters from podcasts. There were characters from shows and cartoons and movies. Uh, so lots of lots of different stuff and some really it seems nice like a very it, it seems like it incorporates a great many fandoms and interests it is not exclusive to the comic book or to the video game or so narrow as maybe some other cons are exactly yeah I, i'd say that's that's pretty fair i'd say that's pretty fair it was, it was quite broad um hmm. we went to a couple years ago we went to haven con in austin i think i seem to recall that one was more uh, now, that one had a fur presence. Oh, it certainly did. That was a very furry conference. Yeah, I forgot about that. Well, a lot of the organizers are themselves furries, so that was lovely. We talked about furries a bit on the cosplay uh, panel. Uh, ah. I talked about my bunny tail. Oh, I see. Yeah, and so that was a, that was a pleasant little little thing to bring up. It's been a long time since I've been a bunny, James. There are a lot of things that I'm looking forward yeah. to when I'm, when I'm back home with you. And one of them <laughs> is seeing you, and the other is seeing my bunny tail, and the other is getting on the live stream to talk to people about uh, books. Oh, my goodness. I have uh, lapsed on the reading, having completed Model Land and Castlevania II Simon's Quest and My Immortal. Uh, I've sort of lapsed on the reading, Matthew, because those are the only three books. Yeah. Well, it's time to, uh, when I come home, I'll come home with plenty of short stories to read on our live stream, which if listeners are not familiar, uh, it's been a while since we've did this. But uh, when I'm back home in Seattle, what I do is I get on camera on the live stream every Monday and Friday evening, uh, Seattle time, and just read some nice books. I really miss doing that. I miss I miss my Marvel time. Completely nude. Yeah, completely nude. Exactly. Yes. Yes. It's It's on uh, Chatterbait. Have I ever done it completely nude? I'm sure that I have. I don't uh, not think as, you've ever not, done it not completely. Not that it's revealed. Nude. I don't think I, I've, I've ever exposed myself. But I, I'm, I think you've always had a little something on. Yeah, sure. And even if it's just like a little hat. Uh, right, like uh, like Slash from the Slash for Cash dojo. So tomorrow I fly away to Iceland and I spend Ooh. a week in Reykjavik. I'm very excited for that trip. And mm-hmm. then I'm back home. 
Now, but prior to Nine World, so you were in Amsterdam, then you yep. went to London. Anything exciting in that period of time or not? You had a steak and ale pie. How was that? Oh, yeah. So last night I went out for a steak and ale pie. I was going to do a little bit more strolling around last night, but wound up just going to an all-night greasy spoon type place and met oh. up with a nice fella who uh, I met through the London Gamers. Uh, mm. And we had a lovely little chat. And uh, I, I'll tell you this about steak and ale pie. Didn't like it. Really? What didn't you like? Um, the one in your photo, it was very fancy. That's not how I know it to look. You had some yeah. fancy thing. Yeah, it definitely, like, for what this was, like a diner-type place, I was not expecting yeah. it to be, like, a sculpture. It was like uh, a wedding cake. But yeah, yeah, it had layers. It had, like, like the best people, it had layers. Mm. Yeah, so it was uh, too much. I don't know. For one thing, it was too much. Okay. It was just more food than I could possibly eat. Mm. And then... Like, I don't know. Like, I like steak. I like ale. I like pie. I like mashed potatoes. I just didn't think that these things all together was a great experience. It was also like all of the all the pie crust was just so maybe this was it. It was just so much to eat. And, you mm. know, the, the steak itself, obviously, it's not the best cut of meat. And I'm like, I just feel like there's better ways to include better ways to enjoy all of this stuff. It also mm. did not taste like ale at all. It just tasted like gravy. Well, yeah, it just it, it does just become gravy. It doesn't it doesn't taste like you like it's just steak floating in beer because that would be revolting. Well, there you go. I it was not uh, I was not impressed. Well, I see. I, I'm not sure you had the best example. I, it seems like they tried to gild the lily a bit. Mm. Um, it's yeah. it's normally just like it's it, it's just a little sort of cylinder um, with filling, and then there might be like fries on the side. Yeah, it was none of that. I I, I mm. got like a fancy plop of uh, uh, mashed potatoes. You know, the fancy plop. It's, uh, it's I love a fancy plop. That's yep. what you're going to get when you get back here. And there was a oh good. There was a green bean um, or a pea pea puree on top. Oh so, no! Yeah. Why did they do that? I don't know. I don't know. I think they were trying to class mm. it up. Well, th- that's your mistake, Matthew. You needed to go to uh, Garbage Raccoon's Washing Bear Lounge. Mm. That sounds that sounds more like my speed. And also, the person I was with had a Banoffee shake. Yes. And uh, so I had oh. a little bit of that. Yes. You Didn't hate like banana. It. You hate banana. So, yeah, yep. you're not going to like Banoffee. Banoffee's very good. Yeah, I know. If I like banana, I'm sure I would like it. I like the offie, mm. but not the banana. Well, there you go. Maybe what you need is a, a kamoffee. You need a, a, a kofifi. You need a, a, a kumquat and toffee shoved up your ass. Yep, that's that's it. You've identified my needs, my I hierarchy of needs. That's what have I have Matthew. The Splatfest happened. Oh, how was that for you? It was mayonnaise versus catsup. What do you think I chose? I I don't know if you if you chose or if someone else, some other phantom figure in your life, made the decision mm-hmm. for you. I chose based on what I want in my mouth. Let's see how well you know me. Let's play the newly dead game. <laughs> sure that's that's not a bad idea i like that i suspect you chose mayonnaise i didn't i would rather have a catsup than a mayonnaise oh, oh i would have thought that you chose mayonnaise no. so that you could bellow the word mayonnaise at people it would have been smart and the other reason i regretted my choice later is that uh, i forgot that they this is in the video game splatoon where you are a squid and a kid and you spray ink everywhere um, that they theme the ink to the the theme of the Splatfest. So if you played oh, as mayonnaise, idea. 
you were hosing these 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 blobules, these ropes, these yeah. these streaming, dribbling, goopy plops, oh, a, a classy plop of white pearlescent goo all over the level and all over your friends and enemies. You, if you were Team Mayo, you were just running around, just exploding with this with this gush. Uh, you were a true gusher. You were just gushing this white pearlescent, shining goop all okay, over everything. So basically what you're saying is that it was cum versus blood. Yes. Now that that's where we get into trouble when they mix. When they are next to each other, it produces a a a biological impression that isn't very nice. When you have the plops intermingling and kind of flowing into each other, it's not it's not the so good. No, that does sound awful. Although I will say, James, when often when I make you a hamburger, uh, it is yeah. with I make a, a sauce that is mayonnaise and uh, mayonnaise and ketchup combined. You were the peacemaker they needed at the Splatfest. You were the Kissinger rising from your tomb to combine him. the blood and the cum into a Gah. single saucier. That is the greatest aphrodisiac. Well, do uh, I hear yes. wedding bells? Uh, yes, you do. Now, now at last, that, oh, James, our wedding will be mayonnaise and ketchup themed. Oh, which who will be on which team? I don't know. I don't. I well, obviously, you, James, you need you need to be able to perform as Mother Mayo at the wedding. That's what oh. the wedding is. It's when you do like a bunch of characters. Sure. And I, I, do I officiate as well? Yep. Yep. You're the fishy officiant. That's pretty good. That's that's pretty good, Matthew. <laughs> no, it's not. It doesn't make sense. Why would you have a fish at a wedding? Serving efficient realness. Mm-hmm. There you go. So, James, uh, I, I don't mm. want to cut our babbling short. I do, uh, looking with an eye to the future, I have an interview with a queer game developer coming up later today. And so oh. I'm going to have to depart in about 45 minutes. So we have plenty All of time. Right. But well. I just wanted to make sure you were aware that I'm going to need to hop off the call at some point so that I can like go a bunny. talk to a gay gamer about uh, he made some gay ios games so we're gonna go okay. talk about that well i have given you multiple segues and you haven't taken them i wonder but, when you'll take one of the segues so we are talking of weddings and such now so i think now's uh-huh. a good time okay. to dive into some of the news of this week about like marriage. diving into a big pool of mayonnaise so a gay marriage has been banned in haiti okay uh, uh, I hate that decision. I do, too. It's real bad. Uh, oh. So it hasn't been signed into law yet, but the Senate uh, overwhelmingly approved this measure. Uh, mm-hmm. It's pretty harsh. Three years in prison or a fine of up to 500,000 gourds, which is apparently the unit of uh, the monetary unit there. Uh, okay. 500,000 gourds is about 6,000 uh, no. pounds. So, okay. And, uh, okay. Okay. So, uh, so several thousand dollars. Yeah, so seven thousand dollars, three years in prison uh, for perpetrators, co-perpetrators, and accomplices of any gay marriages, and it prohibits mm. uh, quote all public manifestations of support for homosexuality and proselytizing in favor of such acts. So, okay. yikes, this is a bad one. Now, so that's for uh, uh, trying to get married or supporting marriage. Mm-hmm. What about is it a, is it a country that criminalizes homosexuality just in general? 
So, uh, it, same-sex sexual activity is legal, and the age of consent is equalized, but uh, there's, there's a handy chart that compares countries to each other. Uh, everything else uh, Haiti is pretty bad on. Uh, no anti-discrimination laws, uh, no recognition of uh, no, no stepchild adoption by same-sex couples, no joint adoption. Uh, Haiti doesn't have a military, so there's no um, uh, concerns about LGBTs in the military. Uh, you cannot change your gender there. Uh, you cannot uh, get... Um, men who have sex with men cannot donate blood so just in general uh haiti not a great environment for lgbt people and if this law passes uh gonna get a lot worse sure i mean it's interesting to me that they haven't simply disallowed marriage recognition but they've actually criminalized marriage and what's strange to me is that they've criminalized marriage but homosexual acts you know the the little a little a little uh, that is not criminal. So you can so I think, have I think a sexual fault. relationship with some... Oh, go ahead. I think that's Napoleon's fault uh, because uh, there was a French penal code in the 17, 1700s, I think, late 1700s, that did not include homosexuality. And so a lot of French territories uh, adopted this new French penal code that uh, basically legalized it. Um other countries have since added to their their laws that no 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 whoops oh, sorry we didn't mean to do that uh, you can be arrested for having gay sex, uh, mm. but it looks like Haiti has not. Ooh, Napoleon's penal code. I like mm-hmm. the sound of that. Uh, well, that's uh, lousy, and it sounds like with overwhelming support in the government, there's little hope to some kind of uh, legislative solution. Any hope in the courts? That's a good question. I haven't seen a lot about the. Oh, how this is going to be pushed back against. Uh, I don't know. It's something I'm going to have to just keep an eye on because there's not been a lot of coverage of it. All right, then. Well, uh, I hate the decision, and that is my uh, lighthearted jibe about something horrible. Uh, let's see what else has happened. Uh, two men in India uh, had a gay marriage this week, but just mm. uh, purely ceremonial. They're already both married to women. And they both have families and kids, uh, but they, for some reason, now there's there's information missing about this, but the information that's come to me is that uh, they arranged a same-sex marriage so that uh, rain gods would be pleased and give them some rain. I'm it not sounds sure. like we may be missing some information, but uh, yes. okay. Um, so I don't know if this is like a thing that like when two men get married, it's supposed to rain. Um, but so, uh, uh, you know, I don't want to dig too deeply into my ignorance. I am aware of in Indian culture, there being a role for people who do not conform to typical gender roles and typical sexual roles, um, that, that, that sort of for a very long time has existed in the culture and i think it works with the caste system in a certain way and i think those people are both ostracized and also considered good luck in some situations yeah but again my ignorance is showing here i don't i don't have much of a grasp on this other than i kind of am aware that this is a thing and so uh, for these people who exist outside of um you know binary gender roles or binary sexual roles um I could see that maybe a same-sex union of some sort could fit that rubric, but I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Yeah, and unfortunately, the coverage of it has been fairly limited. It's just like, oh, what fun, two men got married, and then it rained a little bit. Uh, neat. So, okay. and, I, I don't and what know. is 
I don't know the so what is what is the legality of polygamy in India? Uh, I don't because they were already think. married, correct? They didn't get divorced. They just had an additional marriage. Yeah, that is correct. They were already married to women. Uh, right. Same sex marriage. I mean, whatever you want to, whichever way you want to look at it, uh, same sex marriage is not recognized. Uh, oh, okay, okay. So this was purely a, a like ceremonial, symbolic yep. marriage, not a legal marriage. Yep. Yep. Okay, okay. Uh, so it looks like uh, since the colonial empire of India permitted Islamic provinces to allow husbands to have multiple wives, uh, polygamy prevailed in India ancient times. Uh, colonial education laws brought an end to polygamy for all except Muslims. So it looks like there is limited polygamy in India. But that, I mean, that's, that doesn't apply here. It doesn't matter because it wasn't a legal marriage. Okay. Exactly. Okay. So, well... Uh, well, uh, that's something else that I hope to, to read more about. And listeners, of course, if listeners have any more information, uh, accurate information about this, because it seems like there's just been a lot of, like, gossiping and guessing about, about this online. So I would love to read something a little bit more informed. Sure, sure. And, you know, I mean, it seems like this is a sensational story about the wackiness, uh, you know, particularly with the, ooh, to please the rain god sort yes. of, um, you know, orientalism of it. But... You know, there is something to be said, I think, about it, you know, being just something... Good luck. Well, no, not no. that. Um, that uh, that there are spaces for different configurations of marriages. There are spaces for marriages that, um, you know, maybe it is for... for whether or not you're considering it polyamory, um, spaces for multiple unions to be formed between people, multiple uh, connections to be formed with sort of different uh, the different meaning and significance to the people involved. And also, you know, it's 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 kind of a reminder that this this is kind of how same-sex coupling happened for most of, you know, what we know of same-sex coupling, um, at least at, at least in, like, Europe, and uh, I, I don't know about India, but that, you know, men and women would get married and have children, and then same-sex relationships would just happen with people who were otherwise in heterosexual marriages, or in the church, but that's a whole other thing. But, oh, yes. um, but uh, you know, that Oscar Wilde was married to a woman and had children. Like, this is just sort of how people had same-sex relationships it was it was a thing that they did outside of their heterosexual marriage right right yeah exactly so i, I don't know if that's the situation here or not um it mm -hmm. is nice to see people having uh i mean it, it, it's nice that this could happen without people being uh in fear so like for example i don't think this could happen in haiti now uh mm. so you know two two men having a little wedding thing uh that seems nice uh, i want to know more about that and hopefully hopefully there will be a source for more information sure and i hope some more men get married in seattle because we could use the rain oh yeah it's very hot and uncomfortable there isn't it yes i'm sorry james that uh, the I, I knew you were asking me about uh assembling the air conditioner a few days ago and i don't know where where the parts that you need to get it all in working order could have gone the curse of the hidden hose. Oh boy! When if I get I... back there, I'm going to whip that apartment back into shape. Oh no! You, you, there's no coming back from what I've done to it. <laughs> okay. Uh, what else have we got going on? Uh, so uh, we'll go through Australia very quickly. Uh, mm. yeah. So Australia thought that they had found a solution to this whole plebiscite thing. So uh -huh. just to get everybody up to speed real quick, 
uh, some Australia doesn't have marriage. Uh, some politicians got into power by saying, oh, a couple years ago, they were saying, oh, we'll have a, a popular national vote. And this was seen at the time as a clever compromise. Uh, so the politicians didn't have to stick their neck out and actually do any work. Uh, mm-hmm. Since then, it has been revealed that the plebiscite, the popular vote, would be a terrible idea because it would be very expensive, it would be damaging to mental health, uh, and it would be non-binding, and it's just a stupid way to do anything. Um, so they've been reluctant to back down from doing that plebiscite because they said that that was what they were going to do, and nobody now wants to be the one that's like, oh, change of plans. So the new idea was to do a postal plebiscite, that do it by mail, and that everyone could just mail in their ballot, and that would be less expensive and less work, and it would just happen very quickly and very cheaply, and then we'd be done, we could move on. Mm-hmm. Well, turns out that in order to do a postal plebiscite, they would have to pass some new legislation, they would have to allocate some money, it would not be legally valid unless they did a whole bunch of legal stuff. So, not a good solution. Mm-hmm. Uh, once again... The only good solution to this is legislators doing their darn jobs and just passing a marriage equality bill. Sure. Now, we had a situation not that long ago in Germany where the prime minister was personally not in favor of marriage equality, but for a variety of factors reached a point where she w- she knew it would pass if it came to a vote, and she was just like, whatever, vote on it, and yep. let it pass. So what is it... Is there, is there anything comparable there um like is there anything comparable between germany and australia or am i just talking about apples and oranges which are comparable because they're both round sweet fruits but you know they're different things so uh, yeah and it's looking like um something may actually happen this coming week uh on monday either monday or tuesday no today's monday so i think on tuesday Mm -hmm. uh there's going to be a big meeting legislators are having a big meeting about what to do about marriage equality and there's mounting pressure within some of the parties to just have the vote so Nobody knows exactly what's going to come out of this meeting, but a lot of people are pushing to be like, okay, we have, like, the bill has been written, we just need to introduce the bill, and then we need to have a vote, and then we can just move on with our lives and go on to what's next. So that could happen this week. Uh, Okay. But it would be, I mean, it just makes the politicians look like idiots, which they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, for saying this whole time, no, 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 we have to have a plebiscite. There's no way we could possibly do it without, uh, unless we do a plebiscite. People have to have what, a vote. Uh, yeah, and the past and like, facts don't matter, though. So, I mean, sure. uh, whatever. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't, in three weeks, no one will remember that this happened. Yeah. Uh, so, I guess my question is, like, who's holding it up at this point? Because it seems like the the people who are going to vote against it are in the minority. So they can vote against it and go back to their constituents and be like, what do you want? I voted against it. Um, so they're, they're covered. They get to say, I steadfastly stayed opposed to it. And the majority who are likely to vote in favor will vote in favor and go back to their constituents and say, hey, we did it. So I don't know. Like, what's what's the holdup? Like, who who... Who's afraid something bad's going to happen? Party leaders. So Prime Minister Malcolm Turnbull has said, nope, nope, we have to do it. We did it. We came into power on this pledge to do a plebiscite, and this is what we have to do. We cannot possibly go back on that. Mm. And that's it. Just the people who are in charge of this kind of thing, the people who are in charge of the parties are like, nope, no, 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 no popular. I mean, no, no, no bills. Just it has to be the vote. Oh, no, no Buffalo Bill. No Buffalo Bill. We're turning our back on Buffalo Bill. Uh, and he I put think... the lotion in my basket. <laughs> yes, oh. the lotion. Or is it mayonnaise? He put the mayonnaise all put over his... Put the mayo in the coconut and shake me all up. 
that is definitely gross. Uh, also, this week, as we speak, there was uh, also in Australia there was a uh, ruling from the United Nations that Australia is in violation of international human rights by not recognizing oh. uh, same-sex divorce. So oh. this woman got married Citizens in Canada. Divorce. Yep, uh, wants to get divorced uh, in Australia and cannot. She'd have to go back to mm. Canada which and, and get the divorce there, which would be difficult because her partner is no longer cooperating. Uh, right. So she can't make arrangements with her partner. So she just wants to get this darn divorce finalized in Australia, where she lives, is like, no, sorry. Okay, so, well, it, uh, so... So now the United Nations is saying uh, that's a violation of human rights and you have to do something about it. I don't think that's a binding ruling, uh, but it's something that will, you know, apply diplomatic pressure. So whatever that's worth. Okay. I mean, it seems like that's easy enough to just write a rule that says, uh, okay, you can get divorced here without necessarily allowing marriage. But uh, it it would be simpler just to bundle it all up in one package and make it the same as, I mean, you know, it'd be simpler just to make the same rules apply than to start Mm -hmm. carving out lots of exceptions exactly yes so hopefully that will happen sooner rather than later okay what does the un have to say about haiti oh that's a good question i haven't seen anything from the un about that i mean the un is a body that moves very slowly oh, I know. I so know. i'm sure they'll have some response to it in the next couple of years but it seems like fining people and, and imprisoning them and, and and harming them in a variety of ways for talking about marriage uh is more of a violation than not letting someone get divorced yeah, they're I'm both looking, bad. They're both bad. I'm looking quickly uh, through the news to see if uh, there's been anything about it. And I, I'm not seeing mm-hmm. any sort of statement, although the United Nations has been involved in other uh, human rights violations, uh, both in Haiti and elsewhere. So sure. I have a feeling they'll, they'll probably respond to this sooner rather than later, but I probably will mm-hmm. not make a lot of headlines because, you know, the United Nations takes a lot of positions and it, it's not always doesn't always make it to the news. Oh, I a lot that. of the stuff sure. that happens at the UN, you know, it's kind of diplomatic behind closed doors and right i I was just curious because we moved from you know some people who are in actual danger to somebody who is being uh, you know they're they're in emotional peril and they are being inconvenienced but um you know it's not like australia is going to imprison her and take all her assets and punish her friends and family uh for having been married yeah, yeah. Um, it does seem like a, a place where the UN might want to get involved, and I don't know what the process is there for it, but mm-hmm. just looking over their past things, I mean, they've got involved in stuff related to adoption, they've got involved yeah. in, uh, no, in I don't, violence I don't, in other countries. I don't uh, doubt that they will. I'm yeah. just, I was just curious if they have already said something I'm not seeing it. anything. Okay. Yep. Oh, well, so get on that, United Nations. Sure. And well, I'm I, sure our ambassador will... Uh, We'll be we'll be pushing very strenuously oh boy. for. I don't, I don't know. If they, do we have an ambassador to the UN? Uh, we do. Nikki Haley. She's uh, oh, cool, yeah, cool, yeah. cool, 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 cool. Anti-gay governor of South Carolina. Yep, awesome. So yeah, she's going to be right on that. She's going to be right on Chechnya. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure Haiti, Haiti and Chechnya list. will be at the top of the list. Yep, some good work. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I'll be back in the country soon enough to be once again an American citizen. It's been nice to nice to have some distance. Sure. Funny how some distance makes everything seem small. Yes. Uh, it's, it's small to the point that, uh, like, entire days go by that I don't think about United States politics. And it's, it's a nice feeling. That must be very nice. I've noticed on the social medias, um, I'd say like a third of the gays on my social media are in Europe this summer. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's smart. Good, good time to get away. Mm. Uh, 
uh, well, you know, I'll be back. I'll be back uh, in uh, about a week and a bit. And then uh, I don't know how uh, we will uh, look to the future with uh, our, our living situation. Yes. But I'll tell you this. I've really enjoyed Europe. Sure. Well, you're, you're a Schnecken. <laughs> I, it's beckoned to me, and uh, I feel very comfortable here. Oh, we'll see about. Toast. Um, I've liked Berlin so far. Berlin, Amsterdam, uh, London's been good, uh, and mm. we'll see how I like Reykjavik. Mm. Ber- now Berlin is your is one of your your ancestral homes, isn't it? Yeah. Well, so it's where my mother's from. She mm. was a German citizen at some point, and I don't know if she was. I think if I'm reading the law correctly, if she was a German citizen when I was born, then I'm also a German citizen. Ooh. So, Or at least I have citizenship. I'm not sure if that's the same thing. So I need to have a call with my mother and find out if I'm German. Now, Uwe Boll is a German citizen, is he not? The director I, of video sure. game movies like Blood Rain and Postal? Yeah, I, I don't know him personally. Would uh, you all, I know you're all on the same mailing list. Uh, is he referred to as Herr Boll? Because I was thinking about what we'd call you, Herr Baum, which is fun. Uh-huh. But is he called Herr Boll? I suppose he would be, sure. Interesting, interesting. Could I be uh, Fräulein Bernays? Yes. I don't, do they have mayonnaise in Germany? Oh, they must, right? Uh, yeah, they have mayonnaise in Germany. James, oh. I, I, you, so it's a thing. Like, when you come to Germany, you do need to get a German... German name. A German name. Yeah. yeah. So uh, often, Frau, Frau Mayonnaise would be, you know, that would fit the naming conventions. Where now, why am I a Frau and not a Fraulein? It's a ridiculous name. What, why am I not a Fraulein? Why am I Frau? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know any German. So uh, that would be... that. That I suppose that would be one challenge to us spending more mm-hmm. time there. But... You know, people learn German. That's a thing. Could I be, could I be a Hausfrau? Sure. Yeah. Okay. That's that could be your name, Hausfrau Mayonnaise. Perfect. That's. Oh, you. Matthew, could that be our drag house, Hausfrau? Ooh, that's pretty good, actually. I'm not sure that it is, but that's what I want to be. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Okay, that'll be our thing. Mm. It's decided. Sure. All that's right. my German name, Hausfrau Mayonnaise. I need to Frau Mayonnaise. I need to put some pants on and get myself oh. on the road shortly. So I can was that the end of interview. the marriage? What? What's that? that was, was that the end of the marriage? That's the end of the marriage. Two stories in two weeks. Uh, we had some Haiti. We had some Australia. Yeah. Uh, we had some. Didn't we have something else? No, I guess no. We didn't. <laughs> no. Nope, that that was it. Too, Wait, oh. let me let me just let me consult my files here. I do. Yeah. Keep, I do keep a file on you, of course. Uh, let's see. Dossier. Has nothing, like, have you sheltered yourself from the United States so much that, like, there's nothing terrible's happened here in two weeks? I find that hard to believe. But maybe not directly marriage-related. Nothing big, bad marriage-related has happened in the U.S. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Yes, there was something two weeks ago. Uh, So, but it's good. So, in South Carolina, Mm. uh, there was a ruling that domestic violence laws apply equally to same-sex couples. So there was okay. a... Some Why was that in there. dispute? What's that? Why was that in dispute? Like, who uh, was saying they didn't? Uh, hold on. I don't know why... Like, why would domestic violence be different based on the genders involved? Well, so in the case, uh, a, a woman wanted a protective order against a former fiancé, also a woman, uh, mm-hmm. and the state said uh, that she could not get those protections uh, because of her gender. Uh, what? Yeah. So. Uh, what? Yeah. Okay. 
Uh, so that was being defended by the, uh, let's see, by the Attorney General, Solicitor General, Assistant Attorney General. Uh, what case, what, what argument were they making? Like, if you say you are afraid of someone or someone's uh, harassing you or someone's doing you harm, why why does it matter? Because they were following the letter of the law. There's a 1994 okay. law in South Carolina that said that you could get uh, protections against a household member. And uh-huh. that was defined as a male and female who are cohabitating or formerly cohabitated. Oh, God. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. I mean, obviously, if you have... Uh, whatever. Okay. So, I guess they just need to amend that to say... To, to remove the references to specific genders. Yep. Yep. So, okay. I, I mean, obviously, you could have enforced that in light of marriage equality decisions and just common fucking sense. You could have enforced it for people of the same gender, but they chose not to and make a thing out of it. And now it's been determined that they have to, right? Uh, yeah. And so Attorney okay. General Alan Wilson uh, has said that he is going to challenge that ruling. Why? <laughs> On what grounds? Like what? What? Who? Clearly, this law is meant to protect people. Who is being protected by saying that you can't you can't get vi- domestic violence protections if your partner is of the same sex? So I'm not exactly sure what the deal is here because uh, so Alan Wilson issued this thing, this statement that says uh, they were um, that the current ruling means that they can only protect spouses, former spouses, and people who have a child in common, and they want a reconsideration of the ruling that the ruling does not extend the protection of South Carolina's domestic violence laws to a larger group of people. The ruling will limit those protections to a smaller group of people. I don't understand... So does the law only protect spouses and former spouses, and because it was a fiancé, it's not covered? Or is it because it was a woman that it's not covered? Because it sounds like what you're saying there is that she wasn't covered because it was a fiancé, not a spouse or a former spouse. Yeah, I don't know. What he's saying seems to contradict the actual facts of the case, so or or the facts of the ruling, which is that the... I, maybe maybe the challenge that he wants to bring is that he just wants it to be even broader. He wants it to include more people, but that doesn't make sense either because then you would say, I mean, you'd pass a law to do that, to change the to change the law to, to extend to, you know, fiancés and whatnot. So it's it's just an extremely strange reaction to the whole situation. Sure. Okay. Well, I mean, I guess uh, it doesn't sound like we have enough information to know what's actually going on. Um, but clearly, domestic abuse protections shouldn't take the gender of the participants into account. If somebody's abusing somebody else physically or emotionally through harassment or other means, uh, it, it should equally apply. Yeah, and so that's why the case was brought, that somebody wanted a domestic violence uh, protection, an order of protection, and the court denied the request because she wasn't entitled to it. And uh, for some reason... Right. Well, and that is because the letter of the law said man and woman in the in the letter of the law? Exactly. Like a man and woman living together, and because it was two women, it they the court decided that it didn't count? Yeah, exactly. That okay. household member uh, was defined as a spouse, former spouse, persons who have a child in common, or a male and female who are cohabitating. Right. So you just need to change that to persons who are cohabitating. Yeah. And what the ruling is now okay. is that the law itself is unconstitutional. It because like it, it says... Because it, does, because it fails equal protection. Exactly. Right. So you just change it to persons. It's a one-word change. Yep. Easy enough. Okay. Cool. 
Cool, cool, cool. Well, then change it to persons. I don't know why the attorney general would fight a change to persons. I don't see how that harms anyone, how that only, you know, brings it up to code with the rest of, you know, the, the, the laws regarding domestic relationships. Uh, yeah. So I'm not sure why he would, why he would want to challenge that, but he says because that he's a, because he's a ghoul. <laughs> oh, what if he's actually a ghost? He could be one of the fandom phantoms who oh. rose from Kissinger's tomb to give the snowman and Mrs. King a little a boop on the nipple. Our old friends. Yes. Well, James, we've been chattering away for quite a while now, and I'm going to need to get myself on the road to record some interviews. Uh, mm. It is so nice to chat with you, and <laughs> I'm looking forward to canoodling with you in just a few days. I am ready to see you. It's nice to have a break from time to time, but this has been enough. <laughs> enough of a break. That's a I nice thing for you to, to say. I think you. that's one of the nicest ways that you could say how you feel, and so that makes me happy. I am ready to look at your peanut once oh, more. I'm ready to put my peanut in front of you. And then the peanut butter will come out. <laughs> oh, yes. And all, and all bets are off. Mm. And all pants are off. I thought you were about to put pants on. Oh, pants on, pants on. Yes, I'm hopping in and out of pants. All right. Do I hear wedding bells? I've given you many segues to escape, and yet here you are. Off I go. Goodbye. I don't know what segue comes from do I hear wedding bells, but I guess I I hear (laughs) wedding bells that call me away. Get you to the church on time. Fishy, to be my fishy officiant for another wedding. Uh, Everybody, thank you, as always, for listening to this nonsense. Uh, Apologies for missing a week. Uh, We'll be back hopefully next week, depending on how fast the internet is in Iceland, uh, to talk to you. I think it's supposed to be quite good. Oh, okay. Well, uh, maybe Maybe, I'll be coming to you from a hot spring. Possibly. So, everybody, of course, you can always leave. It'll be hot once you're there. (laughs) And I'll be sprung. Uh, You can always leave feedback on the show. Uh, You can tweet at me at Matt Baum or leave an iTunes review. You can get the book Defining Marriage at DefiningMarriage.com and uh, join James for a little game time at uh, Pretty Pretty Pixel uh, at Twitch.tv slash Pretty Pretty Pixel. And I'll be back on the channel uh, in just a couple of days to read you some marble and uh, show you my show you my tops. and uh, by the power box of Box not included. Tops not included. By the power of me by the internet. No, Matthew, box not included. Box not included. Box not included. Yes, you can listen to me on Box Not Included at some point in the future. I don't know when my episode will air, but it should be soon. Uh, and it was a fun little chat. And of course, by the power vested in me by the internet, I hereby pronounce this podcast over. Over the rainbow. Oh, good lord.